Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Detox Podcast. I am Denise Walker, your host. If you're new here, welcome. Detox Podcast is a deep dive into my poetry collections, Pick Your Poison on Addiction and Recovery. Every episode, I dissect one of my poems. I go into it to describe my emotions, my experiences, and I present it to you in this way in order to create a place of solace, understanding, and relatability. Let's dive in. Yesterday, I turned four years sober. Can you believe it? I can hardly believe it. Honestly, it's like, it's very strange. Very strange to turn four years sober in a pandemic when I turned three years sober in a pandemic. And like, my sober birthdays are times to like really celebrate myself. And it just felt like everything around this has been so fast paced and like so weird. I wrote like an Instagram post about how weird it is. I sent an email to my subscribers about how weird it is. And I don't know. But yeah, of course, of course, I'm proud of myself. And you know what I've been doing? In celebration for four years sober, I've been doing four days of Denise related discounts. I call them Denny discounts in my head. (laughs) Um, And today I'm offering 40% off of my tarot workshop. It's a learn to read tarot. It's like beginner level. It's really fun. It's on Tuesday, which is April 27th at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. And yeah, you can use the promo code tarot today. I'll link below how to sign up for that in the show notes. And that's awesome. You get 40% off. That's great. And it's it might be a little bit confusing because I have sliding scales. So you'll see three different pricing options there. Uh, $25, $40, or $65. And the promo code should work for all of those. If you have any problems, just shoot me an email or send me a message on Instagram. I'd be happy to help figure it out for you. Love to have you there. And tomorrow, I'm going to have an even better discount. It's going to be the best one out of all of these four days that I've done discounts on. So if you're not on my email subscription list and you're not following me on Instagram, do it. And you'll be able to access the greatest discount that I'll be offering this week. I love it. This episode is called Mimi, and I recorded it with my friend Mimi Rose, who is a nutritionist for recovery. A recovery nutritionist, holistic nutritionist. And it's awesome. She has a blog called recoverybitesblog.com, and it's chock full of recipes and information and funny stories about how to support yourself with food through recovery, which is such a big part of it, you know? The food, the food is a big part, and like recalibrating the whole system and finding ways of actually fueling yourself in like good ways and not harmful ways, like with alcohol. So we recorded this when I was actually at her house in Orange County, California in September, 2019. And it's funny because I I already recorded this little segment, this intro, and I realized I had said 2020 dates for all of this little part here. But it was September 2019, of course, before 2020 when I was in Orange County. And it's wild to think that we were sitting there in her house just doing normal stuff 
when a few months later, bam, a freaking pandemic. And I have no idea when I'm going to ever be able to visit her again. So I really hope you enjoy this interview with Mimi Rose, the holistic nutritionist for people in recovery. It was a really fun conversation to have with her. I hope you enjoy. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Detox Podcast. I am Denise Walker, your host, and today I have a very special guest, Mimi Rose. She is literally sitting across the table from me right now. In real life, we are in Costa Mesa, California. Lobo is also here. He is a cattle dog. That's him sighing right there on the floor. Mm. (laughs) He's being so good. We'll see if he stays that way. I'm here today to read the poem Mimi. Pick Your Poison, Volume 2. It's actually September of 2019 right now. And we're together, so we're like proactively recording this for you. And I wrote this poem for Mimi... Gosh, like a a year ago, maybe. And it was part of this project that we we were a part of in hip sobriety school. We didn't attend the same hip sobriety class, but we got grouped together in like an alumni aftercare program. And that's how I met Mimi. And I honestly didn't know too much about her at this point. But we did this love and kindness project where everybody kind of gave a little bit of a blurb everybody that was in it what we did every single person had a week they were the star of the week and we would all mail them cool nice little gifts just to shower them with love and Mimi talked about always going down to the ocean every day and that was part of her daily practice at this point and that she really had an affinity for seashells and I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? I'm a prairie girl. I don't know what the hell it's even like to be able to go to the beach every day. That's out of my realm of normalcy. And I'm like, I don't understand how anybody could ever have any sort of troubles if they get to go to the beach every day. Um, but I, I, we all know that that's not the case. So I decided, okay, well, what I can do is I can write people poems and... As you've heard, I already read one for Susie, and this one's for Mimi. I sent her a seashell therapy book, which exists, by the way, uh, if you're interested. And it's actually really cool. Yeah? Yeah, it's really, really cool. I'm so glad. Do we ever have it here? We could give give them a little shout out. Yeah, I don't even know who it's by. I know, me neither. But just look it up on Amazon, it's the only one. Um, but yeah, let's jump into it. Pick Your Poison Volume 2. I'm so excited. This is like, I will have been doing this for a little while now. Um, but this is technically the first, the first reading. You have no idea, though, you folks at home. So here is the poem that I wrote for Mimi, entitled Mimi, of course. There's a sunset in my mind. 
molten pink and blue. I often wonder if that's all this life is. Long stares at the horizon, wide eyes caught somewhere between the intangible colors and the shore. I spend every evening in the sand. The dark surf taunts my heart and pulls it under. Yet, in the moment I decide to surrender, the tide reveals another answer. An unearthed seashell, a hidden truth, reminding us that life is endlessly more than distant desires, and if we are patient, true wonder lies just below the surface. And I read this poem at my book launch for this book because it rings so true for me, always, endlessly. It's like the answer to every question I feel in my life whenever I'm lost or not understanding the, the lesson that I'm being, that's being learned presently in my life. Um, but I would really love to hear Mimi's take on it and how she feels about it because that's the fun thing about poetry. It's not the same for everyone. So Mimi? <laughs> Well, I mean, of course I love it. I think it's incredibly beautiful. But I think it's interesting you brought this up. You didn't even really know me that well at the time. Um, but it reflects so completely my headspace of the last year. And, um, you know, I was, I was having a rough year and fighting some depression. And it just, obviously, it made me cry. And I was just so moved by it. And... Um, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love welcome. it too. Thank you. And, and it's, it makes me feel really good that it's one of your favorites as well. Yeah. It, it's not just like a throwaway poem, you yeah. know? It's not just something that I wrote quickly so I would have something to send, something to fill an envelope with. No. I, I really tried to picture myself as you on the shore... I had never been to the beach that you had been to, but I just tried to imagine it. And I I was there with my toes in the sand, and I was looking out across the horizon, and I could I tried to feel sadness in such a beautiful place and and try to evoke that through my words into something that that could be useful. <laughs> I guess like I yeah. it, it's useful for me. And so if it was useful for me, I hoped it would be helpful and useful for you well it absolutely was because especially you know when you're dealing with depression that's the problem you can't see what's in front of you you can't see you know the possibilities and the love and the life that's that's actually happening it just it all feels so dark and even to look at the sea and see darkness and see to me I, I heard um that the sea can be a dangerous place. And so there's a part that I was thinking, you know, it's that, that part where do I, do I let myself give into this completely? Or is there a glimmer of hope that I should hold on to to keep going? And it was such beautiful imagery for me, especially with the ocean and the seashell. And um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to even talk about because it's so perfect. As usual, the poem kind of speaks for itself, but 
um, again, it just so reflected what I was going through, and I think that's remarkable, and that shows your intuition, which I've seen even more and more since then, and it's been such a blessing to me. Yeah, I must have really somehow tapped in, and and I don't want to boast myself too much here, yeah. uh, but I feel like I did a good job, <laughs> and... I'm going to praise myself for that. Yeah. I feel like that I did a really good job did on this one. a wonderful job. And I still have the original on notebook paper. Oh, I and love that. It has that. little drawings on it, and it's just the cutest, most wonderful gift I've maybe ever received because it was so personal, and clearly you were thinking of me. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. At, I think I dotted all the I's with hearts. You did. You totally <laughs> did. It was the cutest. Yeah, so, so, so special, and such a special gift, um, and that was, that was sort of the idea with um, love and kindness, is to really be thoughtful, so we would say things, we would tell, because a lot of us didn't really know one another that well, so we would have a little thing where we would say who we were, what we were going through, what our deal was, and um, what made us happy, and our favorite colors, and just as much as we could sort of impart to maybe help someone and everyone was so thoughtful in their gift giving and it was a wonderful wonderful thing and it was started actually because one of our friends lost everything in Hurricane Harvey and we wanted to reach out to her and send her gifts and and things and things she needed as well so um, then it just sort of rolled on from there and it was it was a lot of fun yeah I sent her this pottery by me by some um, potter in Edmonton I bought it the maker's keep and I saw it before this even started and I, I knew it needed to be a gift for somebody I did that I had a couple like that as well and then I told you the fearless key was one that was really interesting because I had two of them and that was going to be something that I needed close to my heart um, to get on with life and get on with things that I wanted to do. And then um, another one of our members said that that was her word, and then I think she was next up, so I sent that to her. So it was really kind of serendipitous in some ways. Yeah, really perfect timing. And yeah. And for those of you uh, listening to this without eyes, Mimi, she doesn't have it on right now, but, but earlier today she was wearing a key around her neck, and it says fearless on it. And... We talked about it earlier today, so it's interesting. It's interesting that it all ties back together, like this thing that Mimi still wears but has so much connection mm -hmm. to oh, what still... brought us together. Well, yeah, and then on Saturday when we did, which we'll talk about, I hope, when yeah. we did the workshop, I was wearing the um, beautiful necklace that Susie Kate sent me, mm. the abalone. She sent me an, a beautiful um, necklace that has a pendant that's um, made of abalone. Yes, with the tree with of life, the tree on, of life it. on it. Yes, yeah. so, so was, nice. Yeah, I mean, I just, I cherish every single one of the gifts and cards and drawings and paintings and stuff that I got. Because one of my things was, I said, I love uh, photographs and art made by my friends. Mm. I have something that a friend of mine drew a, drew a picture of me on a cocktail napkin, and I still have that. <laughs> And also, I my girlfriend who did that, that little, um, we have a funny little, little, I, I think it was a Christmas ornament, but I have it up all year. And she makes me wonderful little gifts, and she came over one time, she was visiting, 
And she said, I can't believe you still have that. And I said, I keep everything that you make me. And I do because it's just, it's so meaningful to me. That's so sweet. Mm. So the gift that I received from Mimi was a golden milk mix. And if you have never had golden milk, it is something that you have got to put on your list. Planet- I should put it on my blog, actually. Yeah, you should put it on your blog. <laughs> now that I think it's like about the thing it. that you were just talking about the frozen the frozen dog treats that had yeah. sparked the creativity, and the golden mm-hmm. milk was right after. Yeah. So why was. that's not there either? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I should totally do that. But yeah, but yeah, we were talking about um, in sobriety when you get to the point where you have so much energy and time, and a lot of times creative impulses will come up. And I had really lost interest in cooking. I had a food business before, and then. I just got burned out on it, and then all of a sudden I felt all this creativity, and I fell in love with cooking again, but it started with frozen dog treats, and then it went to golden milk, and I, I sent golden milk, I think, to almost everyone. Yeah. I actually still have okay. some of it in my cupboard. Yeah, I have to do another batch, though. Totally. it And it's just a small little packet, and it's turmeric and honey powder. Yeah, the honey powder is is kind of interesting. I think that was a little twist on it because you can find recipes for golden milk, but that was my twist. And this one has every kind of warming spice you can think of. Mm-hmm. And um, and of course, turmeric is the most important. And the funny thing with turmeric is in order to really absorb the curcumin, which is the healing part of it, you have to use uh, black pepper, and which is in there, and also some fat in order to absorb it and, and really utilize it. So... Um, it's a funny little mix, but it's also really wonderful. So in order to get the benefits of turmeric, you mm-hmm. have to also mm-hmm. eat it in conjunction with black pepper mm-hmm. and some fat. And some fat. And that is the direction that I was given because the black pepper's in the mix. Yeah. And then the fat is butter that you put in yourself. And if that sounds gross to you, I don't care because it is so decadent. It's really good, and you and you combine it with milk or non-dairy, uh, you know, non-dairy milk or something, non-dairy. Yeah, I think I was having it with almond milk. Yeah, I, I use almond milk as well. And then I even use one of those old-school frothers that you put on the oh. stove and froth it up. Mm. It's really good. I wish I had some right now. <laughs> Damn. Maybe we're right by the kitchen. Maybe I should get in there and make some. Yeah, Mimi has a Pinterest kitchen, by the way. She literally has hand-painted blue mermaid backsplash tiles which would make anyone weep if you saw them (laughs) yeah I I mean I don't weep but I certainly appreciate it and love it every day yeah so Mimi is a chef if you haven't gathered this already and she has a blog called recoverybitesblog.com and this is all about you know, this blog we just alluded to here, it's all about food and nutrition in recovery for people just like us who have been killing ourselves and just ravaging our bodies with shit and toxins and it's just alcohol and poison and then garbage the next day like McDonald's Mm. and fast food and comforting foods that are not necessarily healthy Mm. comfort it's it's something to ease ourselves and to soothe ourselves, but that's not really going any further. There's no, of course, there's no forethought in addiction, right? It's just 
I mean, we talk about one step at a time in recovery, but fuck if it wasn't one step at a time in addiction. <sighs> yeah, well the, well, the two points that I would make is junk food is alcohol's best friend. And the other thing is I, I try to reassure people that as much damage as, damage as we think we've done, our bodies are actually, there's such fine-tuned, intricate machines, but they're actually very forgiving and user-friendly. So my blog isn't super technical or anything like that. It's just, it's just good, wonderful, easy recipes that include elements that will help you heal and support different parts of your body um, in order to, to boost it up and make recovery easier and more sustainable, I would say. It's amazing. I think so many of us need that, need some direction, need some sort of resource to turn to, because whether or not we're, we're conscious of it or not, our minds and our bodies, have we've, been, we've put it sort of through the ringer and is, are now, um, for lack of a better term, starved for something better. And that's how we got to recovery in the first place. I think it, it typically has quite a snowball effect when we start the healing process, once we do one thing, it we remove something horrible and we replace it with something good, be that just the lack of poison being poured into our bodies daily, nightly, what have you, the snowball effect occurs and we start making better, healthier choices. And yeah, sure, you can go to the store and, and say, well, I guess I'll eat this chicken breast, but if there could be a little bit more direction and and know that we're we're actually doing the the right steps yeah and and let's face it you, you know in general most of us have just a few things that we repeat and rotate in our repertoire and um it's you know a chicken breast can be grilled or it can be roasted or it can be sauteed and pan roasted um but at a certain point you need a little bit of inspiration in terms of maybe what to put on it or what to serve with it, something to, to spice it up a little bit. And, you know, I think I think most people, I hope, have a, have a pretty good idea of what healthy, healthy eating looks like, um, but maybe just don't know how to do it and get bored with it, or I just completely contradicted myself, but don't know how <laughs> to prepare food just to support that. And... Um, I would like to think that I can help with that and throw in a little bit of nutrition. I, I'm someone that can definitely go down the rabbit hole of research, um, so I, I don't make it technical, but it's fascinating to me. And when I discover things that can really support your, your body and your immune system and your brain, I mean, you know, we go through so many changes. We recognize a, most of the time what it was that caused us to turn to alcohol in the first place. And, you know, sometimes it's it's anxiety or depression. And there are foods and vitamins that you can use that, that support our brains and our immune systems and our nervous system in such a way that we can, we can really support that when we're going through it. And, um, you know, it's hard, you know, starting out the way that we did tonight about depression because unfortunately when you're depressed you sometimes can't even do that the mm -hmm. very thing that you need to do so I, I like to try to address that in the blog as well the simple steps and the fact that I just ate a piece of pizza at 11 o'clock mm -hmm. you know it's not the way I live all the time 
but you have to you have to be a little bit reasonable. Some people approach things like this, you know, full out, and I just don't know that that's completely sustainable. You know, yeah. you just don't eat the whole pizza, right? Yeah, it's the house of cards thing, right? I mean, I I truly hate hate the phrase everything in moderation because I there are things that we know we cannot even do a drop of, you know. So <clears throat> I think it's very important to know. Uh, it not say everything, not everything in moderation. Like you said, like sure, have a piece of pizza, but not the whole pizza. Mm -hmm. That's that's where everything in moderation is a sentence that makes sense, but that's a slippery slope for us in recovery. I think when people say that, I think I I would hope that people understand that that's the case. Um, yeah. But um, everything in moderation, it's you know, it's a cliche for a reason. Um, but if you can continue to support your body the best you can, like sugar is always an issue. I always get asked about sugar, you know, because when you start, stop drinking, you will crave sugar. It's just a fact. Oh, I mean, hell yeah. Your hormones are going crazy. You need something that's going to spark a little bit of serotonin. Um, and what I say to people is, you know, when they say, what can I do about it? I say, nothing really. The best thing you can do is give yourself a treat but make sure that you support yourself in other ways by having a good meal and always having fiber with your sugar so that's going to get kind of boring but if you're interested you can certainly visit my blog yeah absolutely and you know i really gravitated towards uh dark chocolate in the early days uh it, it somehow it really curbed my cravings for alcohol but also met um met my sweet tooth exacerbation well is is there truth to to that like was it my body intuitively choosing something that was supportive you know I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about that because if you're craving certainly I felt that in in my life but if you're constantly craving an entire pizza let's say or an entire pint of ice cream is probably a little more than what your body needs you know what I mean mm -hmm. so we were just talking about our comfort or you know like our secret comfort foods and and those things um, does your body need it I don't think so but our body is connected to our brain so in that respect it's true um, I mean I think you can certainly crave protein um, and when you crave sugar, a lot of times it's actually a need for protein. Mm. So it's all really, it's all connected. And there's a lot of science to it. But, you know, I have a, uh, a recipe on my blog for teriyaki sweet potato, a teriyaki sweet potato bowl. And I find that really satisfies my sweet craving. It also has a lot of fiber, which you really want to want to have. Um, so, yeah, so things like that. If you can, if you can take it, I don't believe in substituting so much either. Like you see those commercials where it's like, don't ruin your day with chocolate cake, have yogurt. And I've just never found that to be very successful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kind yeah. of like, a, if you're going to do it, do it. Mm -hmm. Don't don't fool yourself because you know you're fooling yourself. And that creates the the lack mindset and mm -hmm. the, the I've been limiting myself, limiting myself, lim limiting myself. And that's, that's where the... Um, then the binging then happens after that. Absolutely. Which was mm -hmm. the same for me with alcohol. I would I would so try to restrict myself and then 
because I, you know near the end I tried moderation, mm. which makes me laugh now. When anybody tells me that that there's they're they're in that space, I, I laugh. Um, I'm not laughing at you, by the way. <laughs> I'm laughing with you. You know, for me, when <clears throat> I um I I came again, I came to sobriety in an attempt to deal with depression and anxiety, and I highly recommend that if you suffer. Um, but what was interesting is when I decided that that was going to be my path and I was going to stop drinking, my drinking became pathological. Mm. I mean, for a couple of weeks, it was just insane. And it's exactly that, you know, it's that fear of losing something. And, and if you look at food, it's the kind of situation where if you don't allow yourself to have what it is you want, then you're going to have the yogurt, then you're going to have the cake, but you're going to have the whole cake. So... I think you're very much right. The minute you deny yourself something, it, it spurs something that makes you crave it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The forbidden love. Yeah. it's. I mean, listen, we're, we're complicated creatures. Yeah. Yeah, we're all just trying to figure it out. Exactly. Yeah, so it's... You folks obviously know that I'm a poet. That's why we're all here. My poetry drives the podcast, and I do poetry workshops, of course. And so Mimi does food, of course. And I don't know. We still don't know. We've been discussing it all weekend that I, I'm down here in Orange County in Costa Mesa, California, staying at Mimi's house. And I don't. we still can't figure out how we came up with this or how it came to, to mind, but we decided we wanted to, to do a workshop together. And yeah, incorporating food. Yeah, incorporating <laughs> food. We wanted poetry and food. And and somehow the the doors of the mind just flew open and ideas sprung forth and we decided to do a workshop that was my poetry, Mimi's food, and in this new way that I personally have never seen done before. Maybe I have subconsciously and I just stole someone's idea, but I've never, every time we tell somebody about it, they've never heard of it, and they think it's really cool, and I think it's really cool. Mimi and I think it's, it's cool. really cool. <laughs> and everyone that was here thought it was really cool. We, we wrote poetry, led by me, in my ways that I do, but then I had everybody close their eyes, and we had carefully curated specific food items that evoked, that had quite a smell that was particular and evoked emotions or memories or thoughts that I had everybody close their eyes and I would go around under their noses and let them smell this and I instructed them to write a poem based on what came to mind for them right in that moment and the things that came forth was incredible these people did miraculous things with words and with uh sensory invitation and then once we were done with that Mimi provided us with a lunch that was themed and made from these same ingredients so by the end everyone who had smelled and created from got to experience in a completely different sense their own art their own creation in this communal I would say poetic way. Yeah, it was it was remarkable. I mean, I was just thinking when you were talking about that. We'll definitely post pictures, but 
Um, the one thing I did a, um, a salad niçoise with salmon, and we were thinking, what would represent the fish? Like we don't want people smell. You know, it would be a little jarring, I think, to pass around <laughs> fillet. Um, but so we were trying to figure it out. We went down to the beach and we collected ocean water and we collected bay water, and that didn't do it. And so we went to the seafood market. And what I loved about that trip is that they acted, they were so nonchalant about it, as if people came in and said, I need something that smells like the sea but isn't a piece of fish. And they, they came up with this wonderful seaweed, which we used. And that was one of my favorites, and I think it was yours too. All weekend, it's been sitting on the counter, and I've just, I mean, that sounds kind of weird, but it's just, it's sitting in a little tiny dish, just a piece of it. The rest of square, is squared away safely. But this, I've been walking right past it, and it's incredible how that smell of the ocean is captured just in that little tiny dish, and it's so perfect. And when I ate the salad, the finishing salt tasted exactly like the smell. I don't even know how it's even possible, but it was perfect. It really, it was such a magical day. It really was, and everyone was so, I don't know, so in, you know? I mean, just all in, and... The poetry was just surprising. I mean, didn't you find that? Every time someone read something, I was taken aback and I was either moved or I laughed or, you know, it was just, it was just wonderful. I loved it. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every goosebump I experienced, right. I me would too. retire this moment. Yeah, me too. I just, and it was just such fun because people's personalities came out and, and we didn't know. I mean, if, um, a good many of them were friends of mine or friends of friends, um, but I didn't know a few of them really well at all. And it was an interesting way to get to know people. Absolutely. Like our friend Paula, she wrote that super sexy poem <laughs> about the peaches. <laughs> Oh, that was dynamite. I love that. And it had us all in stitches. It was the best. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said in stitches in my life. I feel like (laughs) I aged myself like a quarter century. Not a quarter. Like four centuries. I don't know. But I can't wait to do it again. I can't wait to see what happens when we take what we've learned from this and morph it into the next thing and just see like how far we can hit the ball. Exactly, and I think we were talking about this, and I feel like Denise being here has just created such an inspirational environment, and you've been having dreams and coming up with all kinds of great stuff, and it's been so much fun talking about what our next step is going to be and how much we loved it and and how we can maybe even make it better. So, yeah, I'm excited. We'll definitely let you know when the next one comes up. Maybe it'll be in your town. Hell yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, if you have a space um, or an audience or if you just know that this kind of thing is something that you need in your life, please email me. Denise, um, Denise is my website and you can go to my, there's like a contact form where you can fill out or you can just email me at hello at denisewalkerspeaks.com and I would love to hear from you, love to collaborate if you think if you have ideas, um, we're welcome. We're welcoming it. I think that would be amazing. This, it, this is a people thing. You know, this is not something that is to be harbored and and isolated and put in a box. This is something 
for everyone. This is something to connect us. Yeah, and, and, you know, even if you don't think poetry is your thing, either reading or writing it, I've enjoyed it so much, and I've learned a lot uh, from Denise and from and even from the workshop in how we can inspire ourselves and things that we can use as prompts that create poets out of us. Yeah, even if you've never written a poem in yeah. your life, trust me. You I'll, will. <laughs> you I'll will. make you into one. And you'll want to share it. Like a lot of people were thinking, or I was thinking, well, I'll write something, but I don't want to read it out loud. Oh my gosh, but... Everyone, it was such a warm, welcoming environment, and it there was something magic happening for sure. Yeah, and people stayed long oh after the workshop. It was from ten <laughs> to two, and our last guest left at seven. <laughs> <laughs> we never wanted it to end, and yeah. both of us had to have the most like long, ridiculous bath afterwards because the energy was just that intense that we didn't even know what to do with ourselves. We were both saying like. I could really smoke a joint right now. I could really take a shot of tequila right now. Normally, this energy would be too much to bear. And especially in our past lives, this is exactly the thing that we would shut right down. But we had no choice, especially being in each other's presence to be accountable. <laughs> Not behind closed doors, right? Like if I had been at home, I probably would have smoked weed by myself. Made, well, I don't know. I, I made a lot of really good decisions last night. You did. You made really good decisions. But absolutely, because that was a trigger for me. Yeah. You know, what I call getting wound up. I get yeah. super wound up. And we were also unable at first to voice what we were feeling. Yeah. Which was weird. We both had that same thought at separate times that I want to tell someone about this, but I don't have the words. Like, I don't know how to say it. And um, that's definitely a trigger for sure. Now we're able to talk about it a little more, but we were so full. And also, we really wanted to remember everything because there was so much interesting conversation and exchange over the poetry that we wanted to remember everything. And, and it's, some stuff's coming back to me. I think it probably will over the next few days. Yeah, it's almost like we blacked out during this whole day, and now we're having flashbacks, but in the best way. <laughs> exactly. It is. It was just powerful. It was powerful. But yeah, we'd love to see you. Yeah, we would love it. Yeah. We would love it. I just knocked the table. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then when I laughed last time, I snorted. So apologize to all of you. <laughs> I, I, when I laugh, sometimes that happens. Oh, my gosh. But it's a happy thing. It is a happy thing. I'm so, I'm so sad you're leaving tomorrow. I've had Denise for four days now. Yeah. And it's been amazing. And, and we should point out we've never actually met in person before. That's right. And we were able to spend the whole weekend together. I'm living in Mimi's house, and somehow I have not yet wanted to kill her or myself. I know. Which is fantastic. And I, oh yes, I wanted to say back about that thing you said, how things are coming back to you, and you, there was so much, so much information. It's wild during these things how the door can just open, and so much information comes through, and so much inspiration. It's like, I actually wanted someone to put, like, electrodes on my head and record my thoughts because I couldn't make sense of it, I couldn't write it down, and I even was in the bath, and I, like, prayed to the bath water. I was like, <laughs> let whatever I actually needed to know from this experience be absorbed and integrated, and then I sat in the bath until all the water drained away, and I said, wash away 
everything else that no longer serves me and it does not matter and it's just noise and I hope that I can take forth what I learned bring it back to Edmonton with me and keep this vibe going I love that you made your bath a spiritual experience. Yeah, I thought, should I watch Netflix? In the this is one of the best. We did. We yeah. both said that. Should we just watch something on TV? Because that would be another shutdown kind totally. of a response. I think that's what we were looking for still. Yeah. And I kept saying, I can't think my way out of this. I'm trying to think my way out of this feeling. It's so intense. I, I want to turn it off, but I don't know how. And I'm scrambling. I'm trying to figure out a way. And I just guess I had to surrender to it. I had to sink into it and just be in it. And that's kind of what recovery is all about, right? Yeah. It's yeah, being with absolutely. the shit. Yeah. It's not just, just with shit, but the... Yeah, even raising thoughts and, and not in a bad way. Um, you have to think of an alternative sometimes. But, you know, what you said is true. I had to just say, okay, I'm not going to... It's not going to come to me right now. I need to just kind of try to chill. And we, we did breathing. We did some um, alternate nostril breathing and... You know, we a little did. bit of meditation so that we could, you know, again, try to let it go, but not lose it. Do we just sound like the hippiest people I've I ever think heard I was of? just thinking the same thing. I was thinking, they have no idea what we're talking about because it sounds so hippy-dippy. Like, are we at Burning Man? Like, I don't even know what's happening. Like, <laughs> I just had this huge, weird feeling that this, this past me would be like, who the fuck is this person talking? I know. <laughs> what is going on? I know, I should have used an alias. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I should have written, written under a pen. Written? Oh, we can't do Oh, that God, again. we can't do this again. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, I should have used a pen name for all my books. It's ridiculous. So you can actually speak your <laughs> truth. That's a great idea. I actually recommend not using a pen name for anything. And not hiding behind any sort of veil until you have stepped right out into the light and you are owning 100% of yourself and you tell your friends and family about your endeavors and your dreams and you don't have any fear about it because, because if you keep hiding, that's just what we've been doing all this time, is hiding behind closed doors, hiding behind um, our fake smiles in front of other people. Um, our false personas, um, our, our amounts that we allow people to know that we drink, the lies, the deceptions that we tell and uphold. And in this, and in this way, we reclaim ourselves and our ability to just step out into the light and be like, this is all that I am. This is me. And I'm not pretending. I'm not faking. And I don't care what you think of me. And so far, I feel like I've preached this a million times, but I'll say it again, and I'm going to say it till the day I die. This empowers other people to step out into their light and be 100% themselves. And if people are threatened by that, good. If they hate you, good. Because that's their deal, and you're awaking something in them that needs to be woken the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing that I would say about that is I don't feel that I'm quite there yet. You know, I'm taking the baby steps. Like yesterday, um, <clears throat> my pledge was to not apologize for anything. And that was really hard for me. 
So I'm taking baby steps. I'm certainly way different than I was even a month or, you know, a year ago, certainly. But, um, but yeah, sometimes you have to just force yourself to do things like, okay, today I'm not going to apologize for anything. And they did it. You did it. <laughs> it was incredible. And I almost wanted to say it to you. But you had already made the pledge on your of your own volition before before we even had a chance to even talk about it because Mimi is a wonderful, wonderful human and she's very apologetic, which I think is a huge trait in a lot of us who are in a recovery. And also and women. women. Yeah. We apologize just for existing. Yeah. Every we take on so much. We shoulder the guilt and the blame for so much. And we also apologize just um in sort of a, oh gosh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, I, in, a, in a sort of submissive way. It's a submissive gesture, I think, to apologize all the time, to apologize for something before it even happens, that kind of thing. Like, oh, oh you know, I apologize, but can I ask you to please um, mow my lawn, even though I pay you a whole bunch of money, you know? Yeah. Like, act like someone's doing you a favor Yeah. by absolutely. listening to you or... Or doing something for you, or, or you know, that insecurity. I mean, my my issue is my insecurity with the food and the entertaining and all of that stuff. But that carries into other things too. So I hope that I can keep it going. I loved it. It it really shined through. It did. It made you like glow, and you seemed so at peace and present. Instead of worrying, like putting yourself in other people's heads the whole time, you were in your own head. I could see it. Exactly. And it's so funny. Our friend said the same thing to me after we were, this was when we just had a few people who were still here talking and he said, you, you look really good. He said, your face is so relaxed. And it was because I think sometimes I walk around with scrunched up <laughs> emotionally and it shows on my face. So, so Yeah. It was a good day, but my point is just that, you know, we can we can speak to being your authentic self, but sometimes it takes some practice to get there, so start little. Don't apologize for anything tomorrow. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Let, let, let your, your apologies fly today. Mm -hmm. Why not start tomorrow? Yeah, or start right now. Whatever feels good to you. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah, I mean, you do your, you do you. You know, it's all about you being you unapologetically. So we're just here to tell you about what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> in the hopes that we can maybe spur people on. I know that, I know Denise certainly does with this podcast. And I know that you've encouraged a lot of people to put pen to paper for sure. Yeah. That's the the greatest part of this is is seeing people blossom and... And that's the the greatest thing. I don't know. <laughs> it makes me speechless, which is weird because to be a wordsmith, typically you have words. But but I I do I do become speechless when people realize their potential and to be in the presence of that and to witness it is otherworldly. Yeah. It's something that I've and seen. It, and it enhances and inspires our own lives, too, you know? Yes. It really just feels like 
it makes me feel like I'm on the right path, that I'm actually um, making a difference. That sounded really cheesy. It was one of those lines where... (laughs) Well, it's cheesy because it's true. Yeah. I just want to save the world. (laughs) Yeah. That kind of line? One poem at a time. One poem at a time. (laughs) That's right. Well. Is it time for bed? It might be time for bed. It is... uh, 12.23 a.m. Oh, that's early for us. We've been up up past two almost every night you've been here. Yeah, but I, but, um, yeah, we, I've got a plane to catch tomorrow, so, so it's time to hit the hay, I think. Yeah, you are really with the cliches tonight. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wrote that one. Oh. Yeah, that's original. Oh. Yeah. Is that one of your poems? Yeah, it's right here. It's the one right after yours. Mm-hmm. Next week on Detox Podcast, <laughs> Hit the Hay Hit the by, hay Denise, by Walker. Denise Walker. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen that one yet. I, I only I only read, I only get as far as the Mimi poem. And yeah, I, that's what you're, that's the problem. Yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of poems after Mimi. <laughs> <sighs> but not nearly as personal uh, and lovely. Aw. Uh, well... If anybody has Pick Your Poison Volume 2 and you're following along at home, I'm going to show Mimi what the poem next to Mimi's poem is right after this because I feel like it's almost a personal message for her right now. But I'm going to say it's also a personal message for you listening to this as we have stayed up late. And what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to let Mimi read the poem at the end okay. and then we'll sign off. Oh my, this is one. Oh, well, it's two lines right on. Well, this one. Oh, that one. Yours. Oh, my own poem? Yes. Okay, I'll try to get through it without crying. You already had me crying earlier. There's a sunset in my mind, molten pink and blue. I often wonder if that's all this life is. Long stares at the horizon, wide eyes caught somewhere between the intangible colors and the shore. I spend every evening in the sand. The dark surf taunts my heart and pulls it under. Yet in the moment I decide to surrender, the tide reveals another answer, an unearthed seashell, a hidden truth, reminding us that life is endlessly more than distant desires, and if we are patient, true wonder lies just below the surface. I love it. (laughs) I hope you guys do too. If you have ever written a poem for somebody... I highly recommend you get them to read it for you. Aww. That was so lovely. Thank you for that. Well, thank I you. I feel like you wrote it. Well, in a way, I guess I did. Oh. I sent you the vibes. And it just came right out my yeah. fingers onto the paper. Well, thank you so much for letting me be a guest on your podcast. Yes, thank you so much for letting me be a guest in your home. Oh. Oh, it's <laughs> been such life. a treat. Thank you. And thank you, folks, for listening. This has been Detox Podcast. Mimi. Good night. Good night. <laughs>